It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at luckylandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What makes for a great vacation? Depends on who you ask. Are you looking to get away or bring everyone together? Do you want to get outside and play or see a play at the plate? Fortunately, however you operate, I'm the destination you've been looking for. The name's Missouri, but you can call me Mo. And I have just one question. What's your M.O.? To find your M.O., tap now. Or for information on safe travel, come see me at visitmo.com. It is a wonderful sunny day on the south coast. We're down in Bournemouth. Uh, the sun is absolutely gleaming. People are out in the gardens enjoying a nice drink. And uh, we've made the five-hour pilgrimage down to the Vitality Stadium to watch an hour and a half, well, more than that less, with the five minutes added on, that we will never get back in our lives. Bournemouth 3, Everton 1. Um, we've been here before. Uh, we'll no doubt be here again in this uh, ridiculous roller coaster that is Everton Football Club. Uh, first of all, before we get started, I have to say hello to a few people who said hello to us. Uh, Phil, who come up to me uh, before uh, half an hour before kickoff, he said hello to me, and Mike as well, who I chat to all the time about golf. And funnily enough, we sparked up a conversation less before the game where we spoke about what was the worst defeat out of the two we suffered under Sam Allardyce when we went down to Arsenal and Spurs. That's what it yeah. comes to back then. That's how bad it was under Sam Allardyce. Evans' performance today would lead you to believe that we're still playing under Sam Allardyce and uh, it was just as bad as anything that we saw under him. What are your initial thoughts? Um, this away form's got to sort itself out at some point. It's, it's re- I mean, our home form has, has been good for a while now. Um, but this, like going away from home, we're just not the same team at all. I mean, I, I don't know what it is. There can't be that much difference playing away at a team like Bournemouth than playing at home to a team like Man United. You can't turn it on against one 
not against the other, but we're just not doing it. Um, you know, there was, there was with the goals today. Um, Bournemouth's first. There was maybe it skipped up off his arm. It might have been offside. Before but, you get onto that, I want, I want to talk about the team selection here because okay, he decides yeah. to put Calvert Lewin in back for in, in for Moyes Keane. Uh, I think it was two changes from the game against Wolves. Yeah. With Schneidlin coming in for Gomez, who was obviously injured. Tom Davis returned to the bench, yeah. uh, which seems to be the only chance he's getting anywhere near the seventh side at the moment is by getting on the bench. Nonetheless, Schneiderlin come back in. Um, just get your reaction to that team first of all, because in my opinion, we shouldn't have been changing where we where we didn't have to, and that would have included starting Moise Keane. Yeah. Um, we'll obviously get onto Calvert Lewin's goal and how it may well have vindicated that selection in a moment or two, but. I, I don't get Silver's thinking behind this one because Keane's quite clearly still finding his feet. Mm -hmm. Looks to have a little bit of that X factor that we need by trying something different up front. And going back to your point that you just made there about the ways, surely we should be trying to replicate what we did at home first, and that would start with the selection. Well, yeah. Well, Silver's obviously got a, a very um, particular way that he wants to play, but it, it just doesn't seem to be doing the same with the home away as it is at home. Um, but if you've got that style of play, you, you want to play drill into the team don't change the side unnecessarily there's really no reason to bring Calvert-Lewin in ahead of Keane today obviously Snyderland's a different story but again as I said before I just wouldn't have him anywhere near the team he, he doesn't do enough at all he'll play a little short ball his, I mean his pass completion rate must be 100% because he doesn't pass any more than like 3 yards away and you know it's the detriment of the rest of the team but he just, he just gets it out of his feet and gives the pass back even if it doesn't matter if it's back into danger or you know the player's not ready for the pass. He'll just do it, and he just doesn't offer enough. Yeah. Um, he doesn't. He doesn't track enough. He'll he'll do this thing where he sort of skips by players as though he's closing them down, but doesn't actually close them down. They have all the time in the world to do what they want, but he does enough to look like he's getting involved. Um, as you said, Tom Davis gets on the bench. That's as good as it's getting for him. I'd put him in. Mm. I had all day. He's got more dynamism. He'll get a foot in. He'll get stuck in, alright. He'll lose the ball in certain positions, but we're doing that anyway. It's no, it's certainly no worse, is it? No, not at all. Um, no. Again, just before I continue, I've got to say hello to Mike's son, who was with him as well. Oh yeah, great yeah, crack and pair of fellas, um, and I'm sure they'll enjoy listening to Actually, this no, as they wallow in their half an hour. There's no way he's 17, is there? No, there's not. He looks about 35. <laughs> he, he doesn't get the ailing for his son. Yeah, he gets an in for his dad probably as well. It's probably <laughs> saves him a penny or two. Um, yeah, I mean this this Schneiderlin issue. It's been a burning one for a while, and I said in the short video we did the full time, which you can catch on our YouTube channel. That I think that with him, it feels like he's outstayed his welcome by what well, maybe a couple, of, even a couple of years now. Yeah. Felt like he was on the, the cusp of leaving the club a few times. Pretty sure the club had happily let him go to, given that he'd be on a pretty sizable wage from when we brought him in from Man United, um, and and he hasn't been one that we've been, been able to shift. Uh, it's indicative of where we are. I think in the midfield area with injuries and lack of personnel in general, that he's starting games for us. But also, uh, we just nearly crashed on the bus there as well, by the way, that'll make a crack and listen that well. Um, more excitement there than there was in Bournemouth's penalty area for most that game. Um, and I, yeah, I, I feel like he's just simply there to, to fill a gap. When we're at a stage now where we're looking to break into that top six and we're looking, we're looking to push on, uh, further field and cup competitions and all that. Now I understand the Bamman's injured, Gomez was out, yeah. two almost certainly start ahead of Snyderlin in that midfield duo. Uh, but I, I completely agree with what you say, what, what is wrong with giving Davis a go? And what's happened with Davis full stop really? Because I certainly don't think when I've seen him, and that's very rarely, 
I don't think we've seen, seen him once off the bench this season but towards the end of last he certainly wasn't as bad as when we've seen him at his worst no. and, and that is certainly still better than Morgan Schneiderlin as well so the, the, there's issues to cope with there a lot of people tweeting us saying that the are unimpressed with the system and that could be the thing that needs to change I tend to side with that argument to be honest Les because it does look very predictable it looks very staggered the approach to how we play it goes out to the full backs if they haven't got somebody in front of them or if somebody's marked like Richarlison or Iwobi or Sigurdsson if they check back they go inside and it starts again ends back with Jordan Pickford and it's lumped up field yeah so predictable yeah we were done in a bit today because I thought on the right Charleston was always willing but Coleman did that thing where he gets to the halfway line and he'll pass it back or Coleman did that thing not playing well yeah basically yeah and his crossing was woeful again but then on the other side Dean was alright but Iwobi was completely anonymous so we didn't have any sort of outlet on either side um, what was the thing about then Snidelin yeah. Um, yeah it's like it's like you're carrying a player with him um, he just he just doesn't he just doesn't do enough for me um, but yeah and it's sort of like you say the system we still we still look to be playing like we've got Garner in the side mm. and we haven't because the defence is so exposed um, well, they don't help themselves yeah. because they, I mean they were just ball watching for that uh, I think the third goal today just let it drift over them and ball watch but they're really not helped at all by the fact that we're still playing as though Garner's there and he's not Delft's doing well but he's not that player and he wasn't brought in to be that player and we know Marco Silva's a real fan and an exponent of a 4-3-3 system yeah. I think he's got every chance to play that given the way Sigurdsson's playing yeah, you know, it, it, I think it'd be much easier for us to play 4-3-3 oh, yeah. at times yeah he doesn't he sticks with this 4-2-3-1 which he would probably argue with you to ask him privately <coughs> that it's a much better way and solid shape to set up with away from home but let's put it in perspective we're going away to Bournemouth here exactly. a side that concedes goals for fun there's always goals in these games yeah um, we'll get on to the defensive liabilities in a second because it very much felt like we were in the pits of last season with a couple of the goals that we conceded but that that system to me against Wolves it looked like we really had something now obviously you, you, you have to let that Gomez injury, injury slide but when he was next to Delph it looked like we found something different that didn't look like it was necessarily accommodate for Garner's loss but looked like a, a perfectly refreshing and new idea in itself yeah on to the defence then. Um, I'll just, just say yeah, one, go. one thing about Sigurdsson. Um, against Wolves, he looked good because he was given a bit of a different role to do. So he was putting pressure on their left-back for a lot of the game, wasn't he? Well, the left-wing back, yeah. I think. So it, it gave him more of a, not just like playmaker in the middle. He was given another job to do, which he did very well. So if you're not going to do that against Bournemouth as well, maybe look at changing it. If you want to be really harsh about it, Sigurdsson's not Marco Silva's problem. He didn't sign him. He doesn't have to fit him in the team. Yeah. So you know it could be time to change because again he did, he did nothing against him. Yeah. The Wobi thing as well is interesting. When you look at some of the positions he picked up, which were generally decent, when he gets the ball, he did that thing that Arsenal fans are telling us that he did all the time at Arsenal, and that is picking it up, running, driving, maybe even beating a man or two in the final decision, the final yeah. ball, whatever it is, the final shot, which he didn't take. It's just found wanting, and that's ultimately why he's never reached the, the, the peak of his powers, despite the fact that he's got so much talent. But he found I found him picking up the ball in really interesting areas, like with nobody around him. Yeah. Now there needs to be an abundance of options for him to play with. I get that, but he still needs to offer more than what he did when he got the ball. Yeah, he does. But as you say, there's got to be more options, and we don't we just don't offer enough going forward. Like we don't get enough players in the box. We don't get enough shots off. There were times today when we could have just just had a go at the goalie and we didn't 
I mean, Keane did it a couple of times when he came on, Calvert-Lewin did it. Everyone's been pretty much guilty of it. We just don't get the shots away. You know, it, if you have a shot, even if it doesn't go in, it causes the keeper trouble, it causes the defence problems. It builds problems. momentum, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does, yeah. Yeah, and it gets us up off half, half, yeah. our feet. And we didn't have much to share today. Um, so, yeah, it, it's a strange one. I'm, I'm concerned with the way you're talking like that. It's exact. It's a microcosm of Theo Walcott of what happened when he came in, yeah. but it's happened over two games and not like ten. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm sure he'll be fine. I'm going to put today down to the fact that I backed him to score. So I'm just going to put that, that down to Yeah, I call 3-1. <laughs> you got it right. <laughs> got a scoreline right. Um, yeah, Richarlison, I think, as well, deserves credit in this game. I thought he, he persisted in what he wanted to do. He, he was hard work and tried to create as much as he could with Coleman on that right-hand side. I found yeah. it difficult because he wasn't receiving the ball too much in the second half. Walcott comes on for him to pretty much a nil effect, as you would expect. Uh, infuriating substitution. Yeah. We'll talk about Marco Silva's substitutes and how late in the day they come in a moment. But this defence looks like it's regressed. And, OK, Kurt Zuma, missing out on Kurt Zuma in the summer, was something I think that will possibly haunt us or that many Everton fans will talk about until he either returns or until he retires. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're in a situation where we've got two centre-halves who are assured of their place. Pretty much, no matter what they do, there's nobody pressurising those two. There's nobody... Uh, coming through that you think they need to be sure starters with all due respect to Lewis Gibson and Mason Holgate who we've tried there before in the past of early success and that, it feels to me Les like we're in a position where we, we want to play this high line with the centre-halves but we always look susceptible to any side with any pace yeah. running in behind that seems to be what happened with the mistake for the third goal yeah but even the first one as well, there was a lack of organisation in that box. Yeah. Whether I mean, it's a dubious goal we hear anyway. I haven't seen a replay of it yet. Um, but to conceive from a set piece feels like this side's gone backwards a bit when you look at the how, how short up it looked towards the end of last season. Yeah, we all we all knew it was going to cause us problems when we didn't get Kurt Zuma in because not only was he really good for us, he made Michael Keane really good for us. Michael Keane made him really good for us. It was a partnership. Mina and Keane don't look that partnership. I, I think that Yeri Mina's been great. This season he's really good on the ball, his passing's brilliant. Um, but him and Keane just don't complement each other at all. And you do need a partnership there that can trust each other. And I don't necessarily think they do. But they're very similar types of player. I'd say Mina's the better of the two. Um, but we need someone in, if not Zuma, like Zuma. And I think we knew in the summer when we didn't get him, it was going to cause us issues. And it, it's proven to be like that because... You know, we, we conceded two against Wolves, three against Bournemouth. You know, they weren't brilliant sides in either game, were they? You know, mm -hmm. Bournemouth weren't, should have been three goals better than us today. They no. weren't three goals better than us today, but ultimately we've let them score three past us, and it, it, it's been lapses in defence. Yeah. You look at the, the, the goals on an individual basis as well, the, the errors that led to them, you know, Richarlison free kick. I mean, at one all, I must point out that we were in the ascendancy. Yeah, yeah. But again, you know, getting the ball, I was having a debate with somebody on Twitter just now about that. Getting the ball in those areas and having possession in the final third does not constitute you dominating a game. No. Dominating a game is pe peppering the goal, it's creating chance after chance. I think their keeper had one shot to save from a Wobie snapshot, which was just after half time. Yeah, I can't one, remember any other save. There was one at the end as well. At 3 1, wasn't yeah, there? A bit yeah. of a scramble. I think it, it might have been a Wobie who has the shot yeah, I think it was, yeah. that he saves. Um, it's simply not good enough in that final third. And, you know, I, I made this point when when I was watching us against Crystal Palace, when I was watching us against Aston Villa. 
you're sitting there and you're Marcel Brands or Farhad Mashiri and you've, you've spent the money we have on our forwards yeah. you must sit there literally pulling your hair out thinking what has this team got to do to create more chances to score goals I'd love to see how many times we had, uh, had a touch in the penalty area in the Bournemouth box the, uh, today because I don't think it would have been many no. despite the fact we'd have undoubtedly had more possession in the match that transition and I'm going to go back to somewhere that I'd never really ever wanted to go to Les and that feels like we spoke about him before the game Roberto Martinez-esque yeah. type of uh, play because you're getting the ball to a certain point and then it'll get popped back out there won't be a final ball there won't be a shot on goal it just culminates in giving a possession away or either going back to a Schneiderlin who, who will invariably then pass it back to the defender or goalkeeper yeah. it feels like we're in a bit, bit of a vicious circle and we don't have any real tempo to our play going forward I don't really, really want to go into that uh, Roberto <laughs> Martinez Marco Silva rabbit hole yeah. but I know what you mean I think it's slightly different I think with Martinez it was like we were just passing for the sake of it just to keep the ball with the sort of idea that well, if the opposition haven't got they can't do any harm which they could it seems. yeah basically yeah <laughs> get them on a TKO um, but I think this team it, it just doesn't seem capable of creating the chances mm. I think um, before the Wolves game I think we'd had about five shots or something something stupid like that yeah. and we, we you know we had six shots against Wolves but it's, it's not enough we've got to get people in the box we've got to get our shots away we're just not doing it there's, there's, a, there's a massive sort of disconnect between the midfield and the attack and there's nothing that I suppose that's Singleton's job to pull mm. that together. He's he's the one who's meant to knit it together, and he's he's not doing it. But then, as you say, we go out wide. It's not happening there. You know, we could go out wide all day, and it's just not. It's just not clicking at all. It, you know, it did against Wolves. That was sound, but by and large, this season, this this result and this performance has made it a disappointing start. Now we've well, not a, we've not taken advantage. Seven points from five games. Yeah. You look at the the opponents we've played as well. Yeah. Uh, and we're down eleventh place there. Could have gone fair today. Um, in a very congested league that's behind uh, the team we don't want to talk about at the top but Calvert Lewin next issue uh, people were absolutely slating him on social media just before he popped up with that goal yeah. people since then as well stuck to their guns to be fair and said that he, he's not doing enough he doesn't offer enough as a goal scoring threat I personally thought it was a really good header yeah. uh, I believe our old friend Graeme Souness was under the impression that he was climbing all over the centre half so, yeah. it shouldn't have been allowed um, Graeme Souness shouldn't be allowed Dominic Calvert-Lewin another player with a lot in common with the other players that Graeme Souness criticises but we, we won't <laughs> go there um, and he toiled a little bit for me in this game and it leads me to ask you about the substitutions because Marco Silva doesn't act until we go 2-1 down uh, the way I saw it like I said I thought we were in the ascendancy after one all surely a change comes then surely you think well we're battering, battering down the door a little bit here lads which we actually weren't we were just getting possession in yeah. high areas let's change something up let's put Moyes Keane on let's mix the system up a little bit but he goes like for like rips off uh, Sigurdsson wasn't it initially yeah. and Richarlison and Richarlison yeah for, oh. was it that, that, that's the right order it went in isn't it yeah it was yeah, yeah. Sigurdsson and Richarlison come off no and Carver Lewin came off sorry Carver Lewin yeah. Carver Lewin for Keane um, Sigurdsson off for Bernard. Bernard and then the final sub was Richarlison off for Walcott he makes that substitution after 70 minutes uh, I made the comment at, against Aston Villa he didn't make a change until 60 minutes when we were 1-0 down again from the manager it looks like we're going back to what we saw last season with these panic substitutions where a, a game changing moment happens and that is all of a sudden what sparks them into life there's no real tactical thought or process behind us trying to get 
make making an influence and a change on yeah. matches. No, the substitutions they seem to be a cross between uh, the Marco Silva panic substitution and the David Moyes timed substitution. I, I was convinced today he changed it at sixty. He didn't. He waited till seventy. Um, I th- I'd like to say that Calvert Lewin's goal maybe gave him the benefit of the doubt, and he didn't because he would have come off at half time for me. Um, but I don't think it did. I think he would have come on, and I think he would have made the changes when he did. Anyway, it is all very reactive, and, and he should have come on sooner. You know, as I said, half time, make make some sort of change because well, it wasn't working. I think when what managers have the problem with is if we could all sit here on this coach now, and if I give everybody a, a sheet of paper and a pen and said, write down what minute you think Evan will make their first substitution in any given game, and I, I'm pretty much assure you that 90 percent of people on this coach would nail it within five minutes either yeah. side of when it actually does come to happen and that's the problem if you've got premeditated substitutions you quite clearly aren't reacting to in-game situations and in-game management became a very in vogue term didn't it not so long ago and, and how managers react to certain things and situations but that to me looks so predictable everything seemed predictable about it, it was yeah. like okay we'll put forward players on now we'll just try and throw a load of lads up and basically throw shit at the wall and see what sticks yeah well, not good enough this level no no well, I said that, I said after the Watford game um, the substitutions were good in that it wasn't particularly like for like because it changed it because Walcott came on and Bernard came on and it changed the way we played a bit today it, it didn't um, it, it did just seem like he was he was just doing a like for like replacement and it just wasn't working at all like we said whether it was the, the formation we were playing or the personnel or what it wasn't working and, that, and that's where he needs to earn his money and really do something a bit different mm-hmm. you know if it means going two up front do it because we just weren't creating chances you know if, if we give their centre backs who aren't great more to think about no, so Steve Cook Nathan yeah. Ache you know you're yeah. looking at players there and this is the, the, the thing that really does infuriate you at these matches you're looking at players like for like I would not take who would they take out of Bournemouth uh, maybe Fraser maybe Ache at the back Everyone else, I'm looking, we've got better players than them. Yeah. We're comfortably a better football team than, than Bournemouth. The disparity between that and what we saw today is, is quite embarrassing, I think, yeah, personally. There was, there was no sense of urgency from us no. at all. They, they were, at any point in the game, no less? No, not at all. No, they, they, were, they were first to every first ball, first to every second ball. They just looked like they wanted it more. Now, the way it goes is if you've got the better players and you want it more, you should really win. The problem today is we just really didn't. And I, can, I can think of a dozen. I might be exaggerating slightly, but I think I can think of around ten, certainly in double figures, teams in the Premier League that haven't got to one all. We'll probably go on and win that. Yeah. Given given the way Bournemouth is, given given the momentum of the game, given the fact that they were pulling men back into their own half, when it when it gets to a situation like that, you, you have to do something as a manager to change things tactically. If you, the the original thing, the original idea that you've gone with, yeah. hasn't worked, and I thought we were very fortunate to get in at one all. Was it a 3-1 game? I'm not necessarily sure it was a 3-1 game given the, the balance of play. If you watch that as a neutral, maybe you still give it to Bournemouth or maybe by the odd goal. Yeah. But we're making the same errors. Regardless of manager, by the way, this seems to be ingrained to whoever's there. Oh, yeah, it's and that, thing. Is, so it, it, it bodes for me to ask, is this a mentality that's at this club that's basically stumped the place out for many a year now because it feels like that to me regardless of who's there regardless of the personnel and regardless of the manager yeah I, d- I don't get how it, I mean it seems like it but I don't get how that can happen if you've got different managers and different players how can that that same mentality because it, you know it was, the, it was the case again wasn't it we could have gone third today and it was there it was there for the taking for us any team worth the salt goes third today 
we're 11th it's like I, I don't see how this mentality can just be pervading over the club but it's been the case for years mm. as you say you know it, this 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 transcends any it transcends generations this to be honest no, it does, it, it, does. Just, it, it begs me to ask the $64,000 question Les and that's what you do about it how do you go about fixing this when you go away from home our next away is against Burnley at the end of the month uh, after this double header against Sheffield United and Manchester City I mean we've spoken about changing systems shapes formations personnel it feels like he needs to go back to the drawing board here it feels to me it's not suffice to go into Sheffield United and Manchester City where we might well get positive results certainly from the Sheffield United one you sort of hopeful more than expect- expectant against Manchester City yeah. then you go to Burnley in his head should be a way of winning this football match that isn't the same as what we've known at Goodison this season it, it, the disparity between the home and away form is alarming that's ridiculous yeah so therefore that means well what works at home does not work away you can you can work this out by the process of elimination I think so right now you should be planning on that next away we've got to go to Sheffield Wednesday in the League Cup which is probably the most important to the next three, the next four games as far as I'm concerned because um, you can sort the league if we go and win a trophy or get to Wembley again Um That'll be tough in itself. They went to Huddersfield and won 2-0 today, by the way. They had a great day out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what what are you thinking? What, what's your go-to changes here when you're lining up the Everton team to go away to Burnley? I think you might have nailed it in the fact when you said with Michael Keane and you had him in it, there's no one pushing them. And I think we've kind of got that across the team at the minute. The midfield's kind of picking itself through injuries. Um, the defence is picking itself through lack of personnel. Uh, the attack doesn't seem to know where it is. Today that seemed like everyone was pretty comfortable in, in like the place in the team, mm. and I, I, I don't know what it's going to take. I don't, I don't know if it like takes some radical changes to kick a few asses and ruffle a few feathers, but I don't I don't know how we change it because it, it suddenly seems like from going from getting like a few good players in in the summer and thinking you know what we've got a sound squad here to, to like it's like oh actually no there's still nothing there. It's it's bizarre and it's alarming really um, because yeah there was just there's just no agency there and you, you know. That carrot was dangled there today to sort of put ourselves up in and amongst the top spots, and we flapped it. But we, we didn't we didn't actually just flap it; we just let it go. Epically failed. Yeah, just I just, would say just let it slide without even bothering to try and go for it. And, and it seemed for many, certainly me, the most frustrating thing out of it all is we might well go home to Goodison next week, put in a perfectly competent performance against Sheffield United, and then everything will feel like it's well again. Yeah. Okay, the Man City game. Look, they're, they're as good a side as we know regardless of what Norwich did many will take inspiration from that but still getting the results against Manchester City will be a bonus I would say yeah. looking at that Burnley game looking at Sheffield Wednesday there needs to be a brand new blueprint in place to go to these places and I, I, I'd argue for going for a 4-3-3 formation yeah. take Sigurdsson out for a game or two take Snyder out take Snyder out throw Davis in far more mobile and a forward thinking player uh, we know what his flaws are but you know, I'd rather have him in there trying to get the ball forward and towards the goal yeah. than Morgan Schneiderlin doing 360s, passing it back to Jordan Pickford, and that, that's that's where it lies for me right now. So I put him in there. Delph obviously was, was probably head and shoulders above everybody else, maybe apart from Richarlison. And the centre half would have a situation five games in five games in where you simply have to say, just going to hope it changes. You can't you can't <laughs> say we'll them, change yeah. it because I, I, I certainly would would persist regard, rather than put uh, Mason Allgate or Lewis Gibson in right now yeah. 
and that's where we're at we're at that stage already I mean I, I was sitting there thinking before the season started given the fixtures we had the we can limber through till Christmas on on and around 6th 7th place get a centre half in maybe Zoom is available then maybe he's not yeah. but you don't get a centre half in then and then look to kick on in the second half of the season but it looks to me like this is going to be a huge run of inconsistency towards Christmas simply because we don't have the personnel to change things up at defence it's gone yeah. obviously but uh, in midfield too it's, it's going to take a huge effort for us to get anything out of this first half of the season though because you know we've got a relatively straightforward run through to December and anything from the last game of November which is Leicester uh, we've got a terrible run through December. You know, we don't want to be in a position where we're sort of thinking, oh, we need to scrap, we need to get points this this month. You know, we, that that could that should have been a month of free hits to see where we see how high we can get up, and it's quickly becoming the exact opposite of that. Mm. I think if you want to shake the team up, and I don't want to scapegoat him, but I think who's bad again today? I think maybe replacing Coleman for the next With game. Sidibe. Yeah, we have got a life for life there. Yeah, would <laughs> would send a huge. Sort of message to the team. But he's got a captain there in Delph, haven't you? Yeah, well, yeah. He, but he's another one who just looks comfortable in his position, not prepared to take risks, and that's what we need to do. We've not got enough players prepared to take the risk, and you know, if something doesn't come off, they're too scared. It's like, it's like they're too scared to get the flak. Which to go back to Tom Davis again, I don't think he is. No, he'll try stuff. If it doesn't come off, he will get a lot of stick, but he'll still try it, yeah. and he'll try it again. So yeah, I think maybe just need to change the personnel around the team, send a few shots a few shockwaves through and see what we Shake get them up a bit. yeah because I mean that was just poor today yeah, it was dreadful uh, the traffic so far has been dreadful on this trip home as well looks like we might get home around 10 o'clock tonight if we're lucky uh, and everyone's got work tomorrow as well what a oh, wonderful right. Sunday Evan have given us once again uh, it's at the Blue Room EFC if you want to give us a follow on Twitter we're on all sorts of social media as well just put a search in for us uh, and make sure you check out the Blue Room Extra on patreon.com forward slash the Blue Room Extra plenty more content there not just stuff that gets you down like this either um, for those massacres amongst you there is some of that as well probably for me so make sure you get involved with that uh, we'll see you next week after the Sheffield United game but make sure to check out everything I've just mentioned there shows all week and we'll see you next time what makes for a great vacation depends on who you ask are you looking to get away or bring everyone together do you want to get outside and play or see a play at the plate fortunately however you operate I'm the destination you've been looking for the name's Missouri but you can call me Mo. And I have just one question. What's your MO? To find your MO, tap now. Or for information on safe travel, come see me at visitmo.com. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.